a playlist original. It's your host Tori and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. Sophie is here and we're talking all about the ultimatum season one. Sophie, as you all know, is from the Unpaid Emotional Labor podcast and earlier this spring we dissected the Netflix phenomenon Love is Blind And we're back. It was an absolute honor and a privilege, and I'm so excited for you all to hear this episode. Since it is a supersized episode, and I feel like Ryan Bailey saying that this is going to be short and sweet, I do want to say two things. Again, this is a collab, so it's a little bit different from the regular RTPP episodes. I did minimal editing. There's lots of expletives. Not that there's not in my normal show, but uh, lots of adult language. It's hot takes and we jump all over the place. Last thing I'll say is I do want to give out some content warnings that we do Uh, discuss domestic violence and a very brief mention of abortions in this episode. I put the timestamps in the episode show notes so you can choose to skip them or listen. Regardless, as always, take care of yourself in whatever way serves you best. And I think that's it. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you again so much for listening. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Sophie. I am so happy to be reconnected to you so we can like recap, which I feel like the ultimatum has now cemented Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Like they're creating their own cinematic universe. Even though their cinematic universe is on fire, I'm just so grateful. You're literally, and I know you're just saying this too, like you're literally the one person that I'm going to talk in depth about this with outside of people DMing me and just like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I was thinking or, you know, freaking out over certain scenes. But I'm just so glad we were back together. Same. With better relationship chemistry than all of the couples combined. So (laughs) On Love is Blind. It's, there's weird parallels between the TV shows, but then also there's some key differences that are just fascinating. And we got so much more Nick and Vanessa um like some actual like juicy details I feel like about their like relationship oh like the fact that she put him she gave an ultimatum or broke into his phone yeah Uh, the amount of people on this show and we'll get into it but it's like that admitted to going through people's phone I was like well, that's why you're on this TV show. <laughs> but like, that is so fucking bad. Like, that's inexcusable. I've never done that to anybody, like partner or friend, sibling or whatever. Like, that is so bad. I think what was so puzzling, outside of so much shit that was disclosed, like you said, between just Nick and Vanessa, I can't even think of a time, like I really tried, I was thinking hard about this. I'm like, I can't even think of a time where just the thought was fleeting to go through someone's phone phone I know I know and then and and then the steps of like trying to figure out what their passcodes could be by deduction like like she was committed she was like Kim Possible like (laughs) going through like 
uh, Mission Impossible theme song in the background in her impossible suit trying to figure yes. out the password. And then she just stepped on national television. Yeah, like you're dumb for having that password. That password was easy to crack. I'm sorry, do you work for the NSA? Like what? <laughs> I couldn't even think of yeah. a time where I, that thought and that level of dedication would even pop up let alone do it which she did yes yeah because I feel like if I was like like gaslit or like um in such a desperate situation that I would consider that I'd be like okay well that's the that's the turning point that I've considered it so I'm getting myself out of the situation well that's why you weren't casted Tori you're a normal (laughs) you're a normal human being and for me if that and that's so funny you bring up that point because if I had those thoughts, their contact information probably already deleted. Like, I, so mm-hmm. you're normal and I'm scorched earth to where <laughs> if if I start to feel any kind of like, my insecurities are screaming at me to where I feel like I need to like, go ride by your house at two miles an hour or hack into your phone, then that already means that your number is like deleted and you're blocked. Like I can't. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's it, it was, I think, majority of the time that I was like my brain hurt so bad because I was just like so confused is that I could never imagine a world where I could even think certain things that these people were doing or asking questions that I was like wait a minute that was it in date five you're asking two two and a half years later so I'm jumping ahead but it's you brought up such a good point it's just it's so juicy. So like I, the first thing I wanted to say is I love that the couples come in in episode one, Nick and Vanessa come in. And the first thing that she says, she's like, so like studies and like researchers show that giving an ultimatum is so bad. (laughs) She's like, it's the wrong thing to do. Anyways, welcome to the ultimatum. I was like, what? Like, like wouldn't wouldn't you be like if that was told to you wouldn't you be like oh like I should go like can I break my contract sorry when I tell when I tell you I dot like I think I've created a reaction meme to that and I quoted Mm -hmm. them because I was like Mm -hmm. wait wait I know I just heard that did 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 this room full of 16 or however many people started off did they hear that? It, it, and the way that they said it so smugly and just like, oh yeah, we're doing a good thing. But uh, it, it was wild. They truly, they truly chose violence, and and it's good for us, but also not good for us. Yeah, it's like in the long run, it's not good for us. It's, like. not, it's not good for our mental health. Um, the other first initial thing that came up is how vexed I was at the spelling of Madeline. Like, I don't know if we're going to oh, spend yeah. time or we should spend time. Oh, but like yeah. the minute I saw, after we got over like Madame Tussauds, Heidi Montage and Spencer <laughs> Pratt, and then we jumped into Colby and Madeline, I didn't even see their faces. I was like, nope, I hate them. I already hate them. I hate them. Your parents chose this. And you, and then together you both found each other in a world mm-hmm. full of, you know, normal and other great people, you found each other, like just their names together just screamed chaotic pairing. And I was like, nope, don't want it. And then of course they lived up 
to their names. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, Madeline, to me, I was like, in the first episode, I was like, oh, I relate to her the most. She's like, why would I get married to my like college sweetheart I'm I just graduated or whatever like mm-hmm. I want to date around that's super normal to do in your 20s like blah 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 and I was like oh cool like that makes a lot of sense how did she plummet so fucking hard and, <laughs> like, and she like, plummeted the worst way like yeah truly she plummeted in a way that almost if she plummeted like Amelia Earhart that would have been a better <laughs> outcome for her but she plummeted in a way where she ended up procreating so we'll get to that because I I don't want to start off I want to start I like our jovial kind of lightheartedness right now because if I start off on their progeny I'm going to fucking lose it so we will lose listeners and I I will lose listeners (laughs) so not only when I lose it um, it being the what's left of my sanity, but I will lose listeners. And so be, going off of your notes, I want to start off with first impressions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know my first impressions of Madeline and Colby um, yeah. and Spencer and, and uh, great value, Heidi and Spencer. Um, they were insufferable, but like, what were your first impressions of the couple? Yeah, so Colby and Madeline, I was like, I was just like, I don't know. It was different for me and this is maybe like a stereotype that I have in my head that um Colby was the one issue like I want to marry you and she was like I want to date around I feel like in hetero relationships that's just like usually the stereotype is different yeah it's the other way around yeah and then Shanique and Randall So Shanique is like the most beautiful person, but the way that she can't talk to Randall, I, or the way that she got back, that's, I know this is not my first impressions, but I'm too clouded by what happened during the season. So she wants babies and she wants to get married and he wants to get rid of his debt. And then like, like a normal person. Yes. Half the group is like, oh, that's super normal. And then half the group is like, that's stalling like there's obviously something wrong so I was like okay he seems like super even keel like cool calm and collected Mm -hmm. Alexis and Hunter I was like them getting engaged I was like this is I was like no one's gonna like Alexis no one's gonna choose her no one is gonna choose her so when they got engaged I was like honestly good riddance like Madeline and Colby I feel like are the worst but she is like a close second the way that she was talking about how she didn't want to be the breadwinner (laughs) (laughs) she is dastardly chaotic like I I, and in in a way I feel like Hunter can't complain moving forward of what a life for her will look like I feel like he has to take it on the chin because you had every opportunity to bail and you had every opportunity for this person having showed you who they are. And clearly it was bad to the point where she issued, she issued the ultimatum, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I feel like what he can, he, I, if I was his friend and kind of see, and you know, they're the kind of friend that argues in front of their friend groups. They're the couple oh, that argue in front of their friend groups. <laughs> if I was his friend and he would waste my emotional labor by complaining about the relationship all the time, then they go off the grid, 
come back saying they were on a reality TV show called The Ultimatum and he still chose to propose to her, I would say if you ever mention her name and complain to me ever again, we're done. Because in my mind, it would be now you're just it's, it would it would be beyond illogical. It would feel masochistic at that point. And I'm not going to listen to that shit because they are such a chaotic pairing. I I, 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 I have no words. Yeah, you're completely right that they are the couple that f- fights in front of everyone and has gone on like three million breaks. <laughs> That's, <laughs> but you're also describing Jake and April, though. So, so, oh my God, Jake and April. Okay, I like. I was low key shocked at the ending. I thought that Me they too. were going to stay together. Me yeah, too. I was actually really surprised by that. So they, my first impressions was like, I'm unsure what's going on with Jake because, like April's saying, like she got an SUV from him like what is the difference between that and like a paper document like financially so it's Uh like it was just super weird and then so he was like I came out of the military I just want to like travel and do these types of things but again I think like the thing is with this is like why isn't that good enough for these people and I guess maybe it's because they're not with the right people but I'm like April why is why can't you wait a year to get married so it's like it was like these two sides of like oh I agree with April he's doing like long-term partner husband stuff right um so like she just obviously wants like the wedding I guess but then it's like he's like oh I just got out of the military he like served in Afghanistan like I just want to you know, readjust date for a little bit and then we can like get married and stuff. So I don't know, but I guess it's just like at some point you get so insecure about your relationship that you feel like you need to get married, I guess, to, I don't know, make it work. Like, no, you're absolutely right. And April is also a victim of feeding into the patriarchy of like patriarchy's benchmarks for femininity. So, cause like everything she said, all of her insecurities, and it kind of sounds like her trauma is pointed to her ovaries. Nothing else matters. So where she can't even see that he's not even into you. Military PTSD aside, wanting to travel aside like he was basically saying a lot of blanket shit that anyone in tune could be like all right like let's just break like he was taking the coward's way out of just saying i just don't want you anymore um and he was kind of using these kind of general themes that anyone could be like okay well yeah let's take a break or whatever but not actually make a full break and keep you hanging on to if life chewed him up and spit him out he could have you as a parachute He's that kind of fuckboy, which I personally, yes. and I'll share my opinions later. He's the worst of them. But mm. um, but Rachel couldn't see Rachel. Who the fuck is Rachel? <laughs> Ray. Ray is full name oh, is Rachel. Oh, you see that yes. bitch in my subconscious? You see I want to fight her and she's <laughs> in my subconscious? She's oh my got her God. Claws. That, that <laughs> Freudian slip was very scary to me. 
<laughs> if you're just tuning in, I think about several different ways to, to, I guess, end her life. Apparently, she's like right at the cusp of my. She's right there. And my thought process, but but April was so blinded by her worth being wrapped up into being a mom and infertility yeah. and wanting to be right. Child, if I say her name, you said, I was about to say Rachel again. April, April gives me the, April gives me the Facebook mom, military wife vibe aesthetic. Oh, absolutely. Completely happy. Not saying that all that that's like uh, anyone who fits under those categories. This is a general view of them, but it's like, you just know, when I say those terms, like the kind of Facebook profile this person has full of kids and full of all the national holidays especially Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and July 4th. Like she mm-hmm. is, she's someone when she has kids, their life, it, her life is gone and it's their life, which totally there's positives, pros and cons. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, she could not, and I think she's holding on to Jake because of that um, anxious avoidant attachment. Or honestly, I think April was straight up anxious attachment because- yeah. The yeah. thought of him lo- leaving or any kind yeah. of impression that he could give of leaving, she would ramp up the insecurities or ramp up the antics even more to pull him back, which yeah. I guess we can dissect later when she would always have a monologue of, yeah, the 21 days I spent with Colby and matured and grew up as, and grew as a woman. And I'm just like, April, yeah. <laughs> that's not enough time to grow and, and actually no. show that you're different. With- with fucking Colby. But it was just like, this, this this anxiety-induced desperation because she didn't want him to leave and not know who else after him would put up with her stuff. Like, all of us have an insecurities and, and all of us have as insecurities in relationships. Whew, that was a very long-winded way of, of trying to dissect my first impressions of April, but... Um, yeah. But you're right, though, like, especially the anxious attachment style you'll see when her and Jake are arguing and stuff. And he's like, I need some space. And she's like literally trying to like smother him and hold <gasps> him and like all And of his that hand stuff. is like firmly placed on his thighs. And he he's like, a, 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 he's frozen. And, he, and I'm like, how can you not just tell from body language, sis? Like, this guy is removed he's removed himself from this relationship and you know for you know I was about to go on a tangent of having enough self-respect to to not want that for yourself but man like given everyone's traumas and I don't know just certain stuff and even myself when I've been in relationships for like I got to a point of like begging someone to stay Mm -hmm. um my lowest moment ever and I'll never do it again but like you can get pushed to those moments of desperation. So it's, there's totally. just this sadness I felt. April just gave me like very much tragic character vibes. And I just felt for her, even even though I know in a bar fight, she would shank someone on site with a- <laughs> Like get your carotid, just uh, uh, yeah. smash a beer bottle and, and take you out. Even though like you don't want to piss her off, but still I felt totally. bad for her. She was like, it's like night and day with like, her yeah being like insecure and anxious to like when they were at alexis's 
bachelor party and she was like make mine virgin and they're like what she's like I've got an ultrasound on Monday and she's like sitting like all propped up on like the couch and stuff I was like Fuck, she's kind of scary she's <laughs> like, very I'm scary and that's why Ray was over there convulsing and having a fucking panic attack because she knew if she said eh, Ray, uh, uh, April would have would have shanked her as, as, yeah. as- <laughs> As she should have. We we all know oh I hate Ray. <laughs> we'll get Fuck. to that. Yes, we will. Yeah, April, like, I know. There's, like, such a part of me that empathizes with her of, like, she... I don't think that... So I listened to a podcast, and they did a little bit of, dig, like, social media digging into these oh. people. And I don't think they ever lived in the same city. And she was with him April and while- Jake? Um, yeah, and until they moved in together. So I think there was, like, the whole relationship was, like, long distance. Um, she was in, like, one of them was in Florida and one of them was in, like, Texas or something like that. And then... She must have been in Texas because she seemed like she was, like, born and raised in Texas. In Texas. And and she was with him while he was on all of his tours. So, like, I just... Yeah, there's such a part of me when she was like, oh, I feel like I wasted three years. I get that. Like, Mm -hmm. if if your partner's away and you just, like, live, I don't know, a long-distance life like that. But then, like, there's also a part of me that I'm like, aren't you, like, fucking 23? Like... The military culture, right? Like... Yeah. She's, like, an old biddy at this point, like, in yeah, their eyes. Their like, job yeah. is literally, from any assignment, it's death, right? There's a possibility yes, of death. Yeah. So, so much is ramped up. The amount of people... And I went... And I was in high school during 9-11. So, I remember having a, a high school friend who her boyfriend enlisted. She was sending... We're fucking 50. 15 years well like what, what are you talking about she was 15 he was a senior um and she's like sending care packages and she's already engaged or the promise because obviously it's like a sex story situation at that point and um so she's like waiting for him until she's of age to then get married and it's like you're married pregnant boom yeah. house yeah like it, yeah. Your, your life's already written for you because of this hyper reality warped sense of any minute things could change in the in the stress and pressure cooker of you know military family and and then especially at that time of the beginning of the afghan war and so it was just like and so that's still going on now and to your point or to like what we're talking about now it makes me even more sure that jake was gaslighting her through that whole situation because here's the thing there is no need, especially if they are dating, for him to for them to stay together, right? They're just only 23 and all that stuff, yeah. like we just talked about. But the fact that she they were long distance while he was in training camp, then his tours, that tells me that the conversations were not light. It's it wasn't your play thing, that you weren't casual. I'm not going to commit to being separated to how many thousand miles without there being communicated to me some assurance of some kind. So I think the fact that she kept lording over the fact that he bought her a car and they've been living together, like you don't just do that shit for a rando and you don't just yeah. say that shit. And even more so to have a relationship, like I've known friends to have relationships with people in the military, like you're their number one main source of 
everything. That's a really good point. Yeah. That is a fucking real life. bomb. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're not, so you're not just, you're not choosing to um, be intentional with that relationship for yeah. some rando. If you're just trying to get, if you're just trying to get some pussy, like that's not it. Uh, I'm just totally, going to repeat myself, totally. but I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, I, it I, makes I think total sense. It makes total sense. And like, that's why I feel like when she was like, okay, you're back, let's move in together and let, let's get married and stuff. Exactly. It's like, I just was your lifeline to like everything, your support network. Like, yeah, like how many sleepless nights? Like, obviously it's tough on both ends, but like, did she give to him and like stuff like that? It's, it is tough on both ends, but then it's like, okay, then it's still a dick move if he comes out of all of that. I'm like, okay, thanks. You're my therapist and my sole, you know, source of, of emotional support. You can go now. I want to go and let's just, just yeah, fuck everybody. Like casually and, date or whatever. And then yeah. be shocked when I'm shocked. Yeah. And frenetically like spiraling yeah. and got and telling yeah. me like, it's like, like this is happening in a vacuum. Like fuck that guy. He's yeah, about, him, him and Ray. 100% which is I cannot wait to get to like the core of it shit we always or I always do this I like jump the fucking gun we're doing first impressions oh I want to I over here doing like a huge it's like you can't not though because it's right we watched the entire yeah season um the only other people we haven't talked about is Lauren and Nate the what the wait that's the one who didn't want kids and then he wanted yes yes so Nate wanted kids Lauren didn't and then um he did absolutely like that actually made me want to drive into traffic I it was it killed me it fucking killed me like I I think I paused because I was like (laughs) I was like, I don't, I can't go on. I'm, I'm going to have to tell Sophie that. Yeah, yeah, like, Recap without like, me, Soph. I'm not yeah, doing it. I was like, I actually can't do this. Like, it was so bad. And then, again, I don't want to jump to the reunion, but they're like, we've decided on one kid. And they're like still together, but they're not married or whatever. So, ah! <laughs> the, it, it, it w- it's like, it's almost like as if I can't even isolate my cringe. Because I know so many people and I, I, I've seen them through life. And and there's like, I mean, there's films that depict this. Like when you make that concession after you knew in your fucking gut, you didn't want this thing. You make that concession. You not only fuck up the kid, but the hate that you have for this person. It, 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 the resentment. It, you, you become a shell of yourself. Yeah, because that level yeah. of self betrayal, you can't walk that shit back because you got a fucking kid. But so when 100%. she said that we've agreed on one kid, I ugh, like I wanted to fucking throw my phone at my TV, and I, I, I just, I just couldn't. Like I don't, and I wouldn't trust those people to like open a bar of peanut butter, let alone raise a fucking child. And it's like, yeah. People underestimate those types of choices, but it's like, why the, you knew in your gut why you didn't want to have kids. Even when she was like talking with Colby and Colby as if, you know, he's like a walking flaccid peen and he's like, oh, I'll change her mind. I'll change her. And it's just like gross. Like 
you she knew and she knows in her heart why she doesn't want kids and those those reasons can be valid even just a simple no is valid enough and so just seeing her let these men fucking in this kind of like pseudo misogynistic way like yes as like they know her fucking body better than she does and trying to persuade her it was so fucking gross and and I I truly truly feel bad for her yeah that was so hard because I was like oh maybe it wasn't like a like maybe she was more on the fence than I thought and then I was like no he issued a fucking ultimatum (laughs) that means that it's that it was a no yeah and 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 then I was like, you don't even have to be so secure in that no. A no is a no, whether you're like 50% no, 5% no, or whatever. So it, yeah, that was so fucking hard to watch. Yeah, it's not like deciding on a vacation or deciding where to eat or whatever. Exactly. It's, it is a choice that, that has so many more implications and like I think even what's his name again? Nate. Oh God, I was yes, Nate. Nate. Yeah, I was calling him Jackson at one point. I was like, I don't think it's Jackson. You know what? Shut the fuck up because he not only does he look like Jackson, he looks like a Jackson that spells the C K with an X. X X O N. Yeah, he fucking does. Jackson Uh, from Austin, Texas. Ugh. Ugh. Like. But he was like, what did he say at one point? He was like, oh, you can't, because Lauren was like, oh, yeah, like, I like relationships where there's compromise. And then he's like, well, you can't compromise on a kid because you can't have half a kid. And then I was like, yeah, so fucking break up. up. (laughs) I was like, you're spelling it out for yourself that you can't compromise on things like this. It's, it's, It's just not... A negotiable thing I feel like and it's it's a no-brainer and and I actually think like in that reaction shot I had on my stories like I just had break up under like break up <laughs> like I think that was it like there was nothing else to say what was really gross and it makes me think because you know as an aside Lauren can change her mind if she wants to have kids like ultimately yes. it's like it's her decision and yes. and so that's what I was that I saw getting lost in all of that, that people thought they were, you know, they knew her better than she did, but that's, that's an aside. What made me think that there's something deeper to this is how Nate then showed who he was through the process. With the proposal, like how he couldn't fucking stand her getting picked. He was the, he did the equivalent of Tom Brady saying, I'm going to retire. And then, no, I I spent a day with my family and I want to play football. Like he, could not because he saw no one was going to choose him and in the most humiliating embarrassing and patronizing ways of them you know on the heels of alexis and um hunter and this haphazard fucking proposal and then to have her say absolutely (laughs) like she was fucking drew barrymore and never been kissed i was like get me the fuck out of here and not only do to deserve each other i kind of feel like he gives he gives me like some sus vibes like that is it, it felt very um 
he gives me like womanizer vibes. I don't know. There's something about him that I don't think that he's safe to be like women aren't safe around him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like he's the guy that will like he's the villain in a lifetime film like who will barter kids supervision rights over his wife as like payback because she did something wrong like that that that's what when I see him and I saw his antics I'm like that's that's you that's the vibe that you give me yeah I get that and yeah so I guess like the the thing that I'm thinking about and then we should talk about people that actually matter because they were (laughs) irrelevant to the show experience (laughs) But like, yeah, like she can change her mind on having kids if she had hesitations or fears or whatever and or like needed self-reflection or or needed certain things to get to the point of wanting to have kids or or just mm-hmm. wanted to to not be a mom at such an early age or like whatever the fuck her hesitations were, because I don't even think they really discussed that on the show. But it's like you can change your mind, but... But A, having a partner that will put you on a fucking TV show because of this is obviously, like, the biggest red flag. And then B, like, not actually figuring it out and charging ahead with an engagement is is just showing what the rest of your life is going to look like. Like, when you differ on something and then – and you – you can't compromise and so you just you you let all of that go like you not let him win but like you put his needs over yours and and that's how that resentment builds when you are constantly doing that um forgoing your own kind of like intuition and needs and stuff for for your partner so I was like fuck this is just a disaster waiting to happen and then when ultimately, and not ultimately, I hope they fucking know what therapy is and, you know, people I in their lives are- I think they actually are, said that are, at the reunion. I think that they- They're said in couples they therapy? Gone, yeah, okay. I think they did say that. So because the, to them. the hardest part, like, and I've gone through this myself, like, when I had to reflect on situations that I was in, and, it, and it's not, you can't- you can't fault yourself for what survival mode makes you do. And you can't fault yourself to what situations under duress, like the decisions you make in those situations. But there was a part of me that would always be like really heartbroken and like break down when I would get to the point of why I felt like I needed, like that I didn't matter and therefore defer to this other person's expertise. So I hope that she sticks it out and she lets herself get because it's dark like when you're when you're in that stage of your therapy and you're kind of yeah in your therapy uh journey like that's a very dark place you've probably already like you know processed and grieved like you know some trauma light stuff and and like the go-to like mother and father and all that stuff and bullying in middle school but when you get to that part of your journey and dissecting your trauma and seeing not beyond what the abuser did to you to make you act in survival mode, but then why in that moment you still made that choice that you didn't matter. Yeah. <gasps> My God. Yeah. I, I I want that for all of them except Ray. I want nothing but the worst for her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I truly, I will go to sleep and wake up, have the same thought again. I truly want the worst for her. But um, I, <laughs> I, I really do hope that 
she can allow herself to get to that point because a i think nate will be a non-issue like i think he won't even be in her life i think she'll realize she can not only can she get more emotionally she can get more aesthetically <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. literally literally so i want cute. that she yeah. was gorgeous i don't yeah. know why and this is like i don't know how much of a deep cut this is when she came on screen hair color length yeah. body piercings and tattoo yeah. I don't know why in my mind, Audrina Patridge's sister oh, came to mind. I yes, was, yes, that's yes. Who, that's like the Christina vibe. or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Like, I forget her name. You're yes. fucking gorgeous. And you're over yeah. here over Colonel Sanders looking Toucan Sam looking motherfucker. Like, get yeah. me out of this. Like, ooh. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I know. I was like, your look doesn't match this, like, behavior. <laughs> and then when she, and I thought it was going to be, like, and I personally think me and Nick Lachey were in this camp when he basically showed that he was going to propose and Vanessa's like, she looks cringy. Nick is just like, oh, this is good fodder for the camera. Like, cause he's, he, he and I were both thinking Lauren's going to say no. So same, I thought she same, was going to same. say no and embarrass him. And it would be this really good moment for the TV show. And, um, please she- don't do it again. Please don't do it again. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't tell me. Like, I can't. I I can't. I just exit out of the Zoom call. Like, that was my final straw. Like, I'm going to pee my pants. I, I should have taken the bathroom break before I, I, I jumped on this call. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. But okay. it is true. Like, Nick was like, <laughs> like oh I'm so stoked and then Vanessa I didn't know she felt invested in this like personally invested in this show. oh what ga- what gave it away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's like tearing she's like tearing up at every fucking point of the show every single fucking person she had a story from her own I'm like stop it get a therapist and move on Vanessa they couldn't have picked a better couple for to host this like it just because they are them they are the contestants like they would have been on this show if they weren't Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey like, I'm telling you Nick is in the corner like watch my life pass me by. Like, he, he is literally he has the a musical arrangement he has the lyrics for what's left of me part two because when I tell you like between Love is Blind and The Ultimatum, he is stuck in a loop in 2006 and he can't get out of it. He can't. Vanessa yeah. refuses to let him out of it. So Yeah, she brings it up at any little point. Uh, and I will say I was happy that Nick and Vanessa were like in the reunion to Lauren and Nate was like, that was extremely uncomfortable. Like, let's roll the tapes and like everyone's face was like super cringy. Because I was like, I feel like they could just softball, like, oh, what a beautiful, like, sporadic mm-hmm. sign of love or whatever. And they were like, no, this was, like, horrendous. Did you do this just because you saw Alexis and whatever the other guy's name was? I don't even remember. Not horrendous. Hunter. I keep thinking he's Spencer Pratt. Like, I I legitimately can't ever remember their names. Um, yeah. But I, I think yeah. we – and it's good that we dissected – the two couples that didn't make it into the experience at the top, because then we could like now fully focus into the couples. 
So should we talk about Shanique and Randall? Yes. It's so interesting because I actually had, and there's something to be said about like culture too, because I don't need any more proof beyond the dialect. And and when they talk, when they brought up oxtails, I believe Shanique is Jamaican. Like that's there's no dispute. If I am wrong, I will jump out of my seventh floor um, do apartment um, <laughs> because that's how that's how sure of myself I am. And so I, I, you know, being in the West Indian culture and dating and love, it's so, it, it, it's not even, I can't even put it into the Black or African-American experience of love, of like Zay and, and Ray, but like, it truly is something different. And on the one side, I was really angry at her emotional immaturity and the way that she spoke to Randall, because I'm someone that I cannot tolerate and people are that just like baseline disrespectful and illogical and just stupid. But there's another side that I felt like I understood why she had the standards that she did given her cultural and familial makeup. And it was, it it truly was, I was fascinated by Shanique and Randall. Like, I think they were the only ones there genuinely besides Zay, I think genuinely intentional with the experience and yeah. and kind of came to really like and not for clout or anything like it didn't feel yeah. it didn't feel like they were playing characters of who they should be I felt like they mm-hmm. were really playing themselves as mm-hmm. opposed to everyone else and so I was really fascinated by them as a couple and Randall besides fuck besides wanting Randall to get you know Shut me a holler, Randall. But like, I was I, like, he's the catch of this show. I mean, you saw Madeline salivating. Like, she's about to, like, <laughs> could not, like he was a fucking rib slathered in smoky barbecue sauce. Like, the bitch like, was. She walks panty. in and she literally was like. <laughs> Randall. Yeah, because I was like, oh, like, I, I bet the couples will take, like, a moment to just, like, put themselves in the single mindset. <laughs> she was like, Randall. I was like, oh, okay. Like. She was like, I'm immediately attracted to Randall. I was like, okay. <laughs> and his reasonings for halting and, and having this life commitment is, it's like, do they not understand the real world and like, and relationships? Like he's the only one that felt like he had a, a very realistic understanding of what it means to sustain a relationship and things like mm-hmm. debt and some mm-hmm. sort of financial security does matter. So I, I think I... Mm-hmm. I he was attracted to me because I could already tell that he was intellectual and a realist and fucking honest. So that's my take on, on them. Yeah. I can't believe that more people weren't supportive of the couples becoming more financially stable. I'm like, you know, you take on people's debt too. And then the wedding itself is a fucking debt. Yeah. I, and especially with these type of people, you know, that it would be like a big, um, like Instagram, exactly so yeah that was such a weird concept for me when when people like couldn't get over that when I was like you know it it goes both ways can you speak a little bit more to Shanique and this like cultural piece like are you talking about that that is one of the reasons why she couldn't express like when she like couldn't look at him she couldn't express like what she was feeling like she couldn't she couldn't uh express what she was feeling or like 
dive deep into the issues because from the jump, she's it's always been about the idea of these things. Right. Right. So it's the idea of a wedding. It's the idea of black excellence, me and my very attractive husband. It's the idea of, oh, now like, and I think sis like just graduated high school. Like she's not even in her career. She doesn't even know, she hasn't even gone through the pitfalls of this isn't even what you want to do. The economy affecting, um, you know, certain things and and where you might be out of a job or one one moment your sector is a really hot and popular sector and the next minute you're out of a job and having to pivot. Like she hasn't even experienced life, but it's the idea of, I got a career, I I graduated college, I had this attractive boyfriend. And so the next thing is to be married and put on this show that we're in a relationship, right? And that's very, very by the book how it is in Caribbean and West Indian cultures. A, there's that immigrant experience, right? Like education is like the big thing. Like we came from the island and you have to be better than us. So education is always huge in households like that. That's that's always a huge marker of success. And mm-hmm. almost to a limiting factor is if like they don't take into consideration things like having to take out school loans and mm-hmm. financial um, you know, if your parents, if, especially if they're immigrant parents and, you know, middle class, they might not, you, you might not be able to um, afford college outright. So things like taking out student loans and um, whatever profession you choose. And so there's these like, you're even socialized by your parents into this idea of what they think the American dream and success is. And they want you to hit those benchmarks. They don't, they don't see any nuance. And that's a whole mm-hmm. other fucking TED talk about that. But then, so then that explains the educational part and like mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that she's talking about that. Mm-hmm. And then the the love part, even though like in Caribbean culture, like, and I know for, I know Jamaicans, even, I, and I'm Haitian, I'm not speaking as if I am Jamaican and I'm saying uh, I'm Haitian, I can see for Haitians, but like the, the misogyny and fuck boys, it's like a given not saying that all Haitians are fuckboys, but mm-hmm. there's this, uh, but there's also this, especially women or girls were raised to be loyal to one man, the one man that looks at you or find, and, and chooses you because we have no autonomy. The one man that chooses you, that's the man that you have to ride or die for and that's your husband. And no matter what he does, stick beside him. And so there's this no nuance of like, is there more out there for me? What does it look like to date around? What do yeah. I even want, right? Everything yeah. is, is deferred to this man. And yeah. and then also too, um, and it was so interesting of them showing the family dynamics. There's this like, it's it, in the Caribbean culture, it's really about family and like collective networks, right? And especially if immigration and diaspora fractured like the traditional nuclear family that America put uh, kind of, manufacturers Mm -hmm. but so there's like your prime and especially as women it's so fucking gendered it's so gendered and things like feminism and and even something is fucking like nuanced like my body my choice like that shit gets laughed at to this day um and and so like i could it made sense why shanique mindset seemed very very archaic and limited to some points and it's not to say that that eclipses all of Caribbean culture and the beautiful um parts of it but like the gendered kind of romantic and intimate intimacy things that I could just see her repeating I'm like oh shit I 
I've seen this in my own family. I've had, you know, West Indian friends who fucking just conversations that I, I used to have with them. Like I'm just seeing Shanique just like spit this shit out. And it's, it's literally stuff that's been encoded in us. And, and from the female side of how we're raised to be within, you know, Caribbean families. So I don't know if that all made sense and, and I'm not generalizing it, but I've, I, I know I I have insider information as to all that. Yeah. And like, I think that makes a lot of sense when I look through like her journey in this TV show. And like, Mm -hmm. do you think that's why she had put up such walls with Zay? And then when she found out that Randall went in with Madeline, she was like, oh, like this gives me permission to do the same. I mean, I think that might be a character thing for her too, because she gives me very spiteful vibes. And, and, (laughs) and, and, uh, and there's like, and there's levels to that, right? Like there's a thin line between, uh, shit, I had the word in my head. There's a, there's a thin line between spite and, and also being like hurt, right. And, and reactionary Mm -hmm. and, and, and things of that nature. But I, I do think that, that was more so her emotional immaturity um, because she's when I brought Randall on to the show. And anytime this man tried to hit her with facts and logic and a realistic picture of their relationship, the stubbornness was had a chokehold on this woman. She know, could not, she refused. And so that's why I, I say know. it's more so spite why she went all in with fucking yeah. Zay because she wasn't even trying to listen to Randall when he was making bids for a connection the, this entire time. Yeah. And she's twisting things and, and, and just kind of like, like that fight that they had outside of the, outside of dinner. And she's just like, you don't even look like you're bent up out of shape for me. Wait, what sis? Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I want you to be like sitting in the corner, missing me. <laughs> For three weeks. He's like, what do you want from me? And she was like, for you to be sitting in a corner missing me. In the fetal position, rocking back and forth, listening to Mary J. Blige. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, did you not hear Nick and Vanessa say that you are essentially broken up and you are in a trial marriage? Yeah. So I'm here trying to actually be myself with this person to be in this experience that you put me on. And then yes. now you're, while you're over here fucking rubbing up on boners, and then you want me in the <laughs> fetal position, missing yes. you? Like, yeah. it, 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 like she's delusional as fuck. Like, that's what I called her when she said, I want to get married, I want a ring, and all these different things that I know in the Black community, there's these symbols of the American dream, and it's a fucking lie. And, and I want to say that Randall is African-American. I, I don't think he had a West right. Indian background. And so, yeah. Yeah, I I agree that, like, it, the stubbornness was hard to watch and the, yeah, the inflexibility for these things. And I was like, if you think about it, if you really think about it, you don't want to be in a relationship with someone who needs you that much or like is so dependent on you that that again they're sitting in a corner missing you it's like you don't want that at all like and she would never do that and yeah she wasn't doing that 
she doesn't yeah. strike me as a person who would even do that. Like the amount of times she would just leave, like this person's like literally being vulnerable with you and like pleading with you and you get up and leave because yeah. it doesn't make sense to you. Like that, there's a, there's a coldness to her. And, and I don't want to say cold as in a gendered way, but a refusal. Yeah. A refusal to let someone in, but also to let herself be seen too. Like, I don't know if, yes. and which is also pretty big in the West Indian culture. It's like vulnerability is a sign of weakness and, and mm-hmm. a lot of different things. And so, um, so maybe, but I'm reaching with that. That's like fucking conjecture. I don't know her. I don't know her familial background or makeup or traumas. And she just came off as unfeeling and fucking cold. And yeah. she even said at the reunion, watching herself back, it was very jarring for her and it shook her to her fucking core. I hope it did, sis. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Was that her or was that Ray that said that? No, 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 no. Uh, Shanique did say she saw herself being so insensitive to Randall. Ray did say it on some level of like, yeah. she hates that. She's not, she's not someone who, um, she never brought up the hitting thing, but she said that she's not someone oh, yeah. that yeah. just ignores someone, blah, blah, blah. She did say that. But then I remember Shanique at the top of when they cut to her to talk, when it was finally time for them. Um, she did say watching herself back and started crying. I was just like, she looked really insensitive to Randall and that's not who she is. So I really do hope that watching herself fucking shook her up because that was dark. Yeah, 100%. I really hope, and like this is giving these people way too much credit. Like I know that that's (laughs) not going to happen. But I was like, the one thing that would get me to go on this show is to be able to watch myself back because what a learning for them. But I like, they're not going to take anything from this. Except for, yeah. Me, not maybe. definitely not April. April went blonde. She's like, no, I'm leaning into my villain edit. Like I, I want literally. To she's like, I'm basically engaged. I'm with like a long term partner, like J- partner Jake. Who like it was the, so. It, there's no need to change. So I got what I wanted. That's yeah. Oh, fuck, it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Oh, oh my god. Uh, what else about Shanique and? Randall mm. that we have to cover they got engaged I will say on the side of the tv show the ending was so spoiled by the way that the the they cut the trailer were. no I didn't even watch the trailer I got oh. spoiled because fucking Jake and April are sitting on a bench and then Madeline and Colby are at like a full altar like it was like this you're obviously gonna get in like it was just so I just and knew then, that they were gonna get engaged. And they set up Shanique and Rana like they were in the fucking bachelor, like in these Yeah um, these cars being driven to the you know And then they like walk through the on their like reflective journey. So awkward. You know what's so funny? I was still surprised with Colby and Madeline, and I know we'll get to that later, but I honestly thought the entire time He's the one, he's the kind of guy that's going to swing big and he's going to just embarrass himself and he's going to propose and Madeline's going to rightfully say no. So I still was, I wasn't even thinking that there was a yes in the possibility Yeah. Uh, uh, in the realm of Madeline and Colby, even with that Same. setup. But I felt like April, yeah. and then the way they cut Ray coming in. So I knew, I felt like they spoiled April and Jake and I felt like they spoiled Randall and Shinique. 
Yes, um, yeah. That's true. I did think Madeline was going to say no. Like, I thought, I knew that there was going to be a proposal, but I thought mm-hmm. she was going to decline it because just of the, the way that they set up the, like, yeah, farmhouse or whatever the fuck they were in. Oh, that was so fucking, it gave me, like, like a, a community hall in the in the neighborhood that everyone uses for quinceaneras, funerals, weddings, and bat mitzvahs. And I'm like, this is what we're I doing. I know, with, like, the battery-operated candles. <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> and, like, family dollar floral wreaths. Like, yeah. it was... I, you know what, let's, let's say, let's save our jokes for when we dissect them because there's so many thoughts and I literally want Madeline to like look into the camera and blink twice if she's in danger because that is the scariest form of Stockholm syndrome I've seen in a long time. Oh my God. There's no excuses. Like I, I'm going to rip them apart. I can yeah. just feel it. So I feel like we should just get into April and Jake because not only did we, I feel like we dissected them already, but like, I feel like Madeline and Colby and their intersecting partners. And then yes, uh, yes. Zay and, and Ray are Ray. like the, the top, top tier. They one. are the, yes, they are the, um, they're definitely like the stars of the show. Because I feel like April, you know, she 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 and Colby essentially said they were linking up as friends because and essentially what they're really saying is we want to stay on TV. So it's not like there's anything yes. to dissect. Like she didn't go off and like try to build an intimate relationship with anybody. It was really just um, Jake and then his pairing with Ray. So there's really not even much to dissect with the relationship, which I feel like we already just did at the top. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, the things I'll say about Colby and April, the one moment that I liked both of them was when they're like, well, fuck, like, I guess we'll just do this together. Like, it was just so, like, obviously it was like, well, you have to do it for the TV show and, like, this is your only option. But it was, like, it was funny when they were, like, kind of, like, having, like, a strategy sesh, like, on the street being, like, well, we're going to, like, win our partners back and get what we want, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that okay, was. Like... And in that moment, I felt like they gave, it, I don't know why, I, maybe it's because when I realized it was Austin, because I went to Austin in December, and I was like, wait a minute, this skyline looks familiar. Oh, I was going to ask you where it takes place, Austin, Texas? Austin, Texas, um, yes. Mm-hmm. That one building with the clock, like, I remember driving from the airport to my hotel, and I was kind of like, oh, that's an odd building. Because it, it, Austin doesn't really have, like, a skyline. It's just really beautiful on the grounds. Like, it's, mm. I just, I don't know. I love Austin. If it wasn't for the fact that it was in Texas, I'd live there. Um, but, like, this, and then they showed aerial shots of the state capitol building, which I went and did a whole kind of tour of that place. And, and it's, it's a really gorgeous place. But they're not a lot of skyscrapers. So it's very, like, the minute I saw that building, I was like, oh, my God, they're in Austin. So the minute I realized they're in Austin, I would just, mm-hmm. I was, like, pegging everyone by their bar energy and I feel like April and Colby would be the two scene stealers at any given bar any given yep. night and so yep. that was the energy I felt like when they collabed I was like oh my gosh there it's gonna be a chaotic force and <laughs> I love this for them initially yeah yeah they like weirdly made a lot of sense like they did they yeah did. yeah at one point I was like they should just fucking date <laughs> like, but they're so similar and I think they uh April definitely didn't find Colby attractive but like um mm-hmm. I was feeling that too when I was seeing their personalities when they were living together I was like oh my god they look they're they're the same person 
Yeah, um, they truly are. They truly are. Which maybe it means that, you know, they would burn the house with the other person in it. Like, I, I don't, I think it would probably yeah, be disastrous if they were together. It's, yeah, they're, like, so close that it would actually be, like, awful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the I guess, like, the, the pieces about their relationship was, like, April was, like, my time with Colby changed me like <laughs> I can't hear it that laugh like I know because it's like fuck and then he was he was saying that like right before about Lauren that he was gonna like help her with her her like pregnancy decision like I uh, who okay. has that audacity this man he literally like he can't buy a vowel let alone a clue like he is in his own world this this world he watched Yellowstone once and he now feels like he emulates those characters in this very small bubble of conservative white Texas. He 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 will only he's like the guy that peaked in high school. Like he'll only mm-hmm. peak in Austin. If he goes anywhere else, he'll be eaten mm-hmm. alive. And and mm-hmm. so that level of delusion for him to feel like he's as big as he thinks he is. Of course, he would say someone's like my sperm will cure your infertility or issues or or my sperm will make you change your mind about having a child the fuck and then turn around and he'll probably pull a madison cawthorn and run for um um some kind of house appointment ship and be writing anti-abortion legislation for for you know in in a couple years like he is that brand of white guy that continues to fail upwards and Mm -hmm. the fact that madeline gave him a child like I will never forgive her. I will never forgive her because, and I felt like this was actually maybe the most interesting thing from the TV show was that he fucking cheated on her with a girl from the bar off camera and then not theorized about, like, uh... No, he theorized it. it. He, yeah, like... His excuse for it for yeah. it was like, well, we're like broken up. We're in this experiment. But it's like, but the the kind of parameters that you set were you were in this experiment, the TV show, not that you with can just April. go hook up. Exactly. Yes. Not that exactly. you can go hook up with other people. And then the way that he blamed it on her being like, well, you were doing it. So I thought I could do it. It's like, again, with April. And, and he with did Randall. it off camera. Yes, yes, yes. It that was, I think. And then she still got together with him. Like I, I, and okay. So it wasn't just like a makeout at a bar. He continued to text this girl and Facetime her. Fucking Facetime her for and three talk weeks. about Madeline. Yeah, you yeah. this like, Randall bitch. Who the yes. like what? Yeah, I could not believe it. And then she's like, "Well, he did end it." Yeah. <laughs> like, like what? She's what? Like, well, she, I did see that he ended it. I was like, what the fuck? Like this, the way that, and she even said this. She's like, the way that you're saying that this was logical makes no sense. And the way that you're justifying this makes no sense. And then she excused his behavior by getting engaged with him, to him. And also, too, like, the biggest flaw in his 
debilitatingly inept theory was that he was immersing himself in its experience that she created. No, boo-boo, you gave the ultimatum. You created this. So are you telling on yourself subconsciously? Like, are you telling on yourself, like, you did this yeah, so you can that's, feel free no. to go fuck other people? Because lest we forget, this man hooked up with some rant, with some chick in her friend group. Yeah. Who, if they got married, should be a bridesmaid. So he's over yeah. here slinging his pimpled flaccid peen to everyone. And, <laughs> and okay, let me just talk to people real quick. Women, <laughs> stop it. Stop giving yeah. these, he looks like a cartoon out of the Fairly Odd Parents. Like, stop giving these guys attention. Like, I don't even understand where a, in a, in a, a guy like Kobe thinks he has enough bravado in armor to be randomly hooking up with people off camera, flirting with Rachel. Why the fuck do I keep thinking about <laughs> Rachel? April. April, flirting with fucking April on camera, gaslighting the fuck out of his presumed to be like love of his life, having slept with her fucking uh, uh, friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I literally can't even get a red sign on DMs. Like I'm sliding into DMs and they're not even checking my messages. And I can't even get that. And this man? He he fucked her with his cowboy hat still on. <laughs> and she was like, oh yeah, that worked. Like <laughs> literally, like the body convulsions, like the physical Ill- illness that he injects me with is Yeah. It, it's like it's it has to be laughable because I will just like Shanique wants be in the corner crying at the state of yeah. my life because like, yeah. how can this guy that get that much play? So it's like women, femmes, like stop it. Like want better for yourselves. And, and maybe there's like room to have the theory that uh, Madeline did what a lot of women have done and panic panic married him because she probably found out off camera she was pregnant because it's giving I, I don't know that 180 was so jarring I still wear a neck brace to go to sleep like that is <laughs> that 180 was so jarring Tori like so, I could not she she that yes. the pregnancy test red positive and then she went along with the um podunk wedding So I think you're right. My tinfoil hat that I wear when I watch these TV shows (laughs) says that you're right, that she found out she was pregnant and that's why they did just, they did the marriage, not just the engagement. Of course, because that was Uh, wild. Wild. And then also, I don't know how far, I don't know if she said how far along she was at the reunion, but that takes six yeah, and that ta- it taped six months after the finale. So we and they were there was... for six weeks. She and they were there for six weeks. Yes. So, so she got pregnant on the show. Yes, yes, and so she found out, and that's why they did the marriage instead of just the engagement. Thank oh, you for God. that. That thank you for that timeline. I think we needed that. Um, I think we all can rest better at night as a nation. Um, that she wouldn't willingly just get engaged and marry him. Um, but also too, but that makes it even scarier, right? Just because you're pregnant by this fool's baby does not mean you have to say yes to an engagement and a lifelong commitment to him. 100%. There are options. Because now you've now brought into this world, this innocent 
unyielding child i don't know i just use that incorrectly but this innocent child <laughs> that i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about i can't get april's name right i'm using words like unyielding incorrectly you brought this innocent child to this world and now you are going through their blueprint of how they think relationships should be and now you've gone ahead and fucked up that generation i'm sorry like i don't need a crystal yeah. ball to know that Mm-hmm. it's not going to end well for anyone involved i'm just mad that this innocent child who didn't ask for this except for a night of double hip surgery thrusting from colby <laughs> to be brought into this world when he came in with that nasty soaked hand towel and was just trying to like show first of all he was trying to compete with randall visually colby boo boo no and then he tried to, ooh, let me just put some rhythm, put some spice in her life. And then he did this, like, he did this one-two hip move. And I'm like, I'm sorry, did this man have double hip surgery? Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> and then you saw the towel didn't fall off. So it's like, it's, it's not, your hips ain't working. And it's, and, 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 and the flaccidness is too much. It's not even, the, the towel was still secured <laughs> when he did the, uh, uh. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get hot and bothered <laughs> for you, man. And then Madeline, all of a sudden, like she just was like, you know, doing snow angels in a bunch in a field of boners the whole time with Randall. And all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> Colby's one-two hip surgery uh, mating does call it, does it for her. It's too much. She was she's red. She's red. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that's the night that uh, little Breland was conceived. You know, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that you, is you know, the it's night. Something Lynn. It's, yeah, it's Adeline, yeah. Brie Lynn. Yeah, Kaylee Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all one. It's, it's Yeah, with some GHs in there and like all of that shit. Oh, yeah, my 100%. Gosh. I. Okay, the one other thing I wanted to say about this is also how he tried to s- scapegoat through Zay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm I tried. So I tried to bury that. I tried to bury that I'm memory. Sorry. But we're gonna mention it all, like Bethany Not Frankel. Like, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tori, you're going. No, you, you you went there. Go there, sis. I'm over well, here trying. I need my inhaler. Honestly, honestly, it was just. Um, so he was the one that brought it up, right? He was like, he "Oh, did. I just want to tell you guys, yeah, because." I love when people bring up something when they know that they did something wrong, but they're bringing it up so they can do it before the other person does it. And he just knew it was coming. And he said that Zay told this woman to seduce him at the bar. Huh? And Zay looking at him like, I don't give a fuck about and your he, little. He was like, I need to sit somewhere else. Like, five foot care. nothing ass. And everyone's like, oh, oh, oh there goes the really tall Zay. He's getting out of control. Bro, he's going to hit me. And it's like, no, I'm removing myself from this foolishness. Yeah. Because I already know how you're trying to play this story. And I'm not going to fall for that bait. And so let me ask you, because it was such a. Like, no, like, I didn't even think anyone was even talking about anything. Like, I can't remember what the conversation was. No, no, it had, like, died down. Told on himself so hard. Like, it was fucking the telltale heart. But, like, do you think it's because, do you think the off, they keep saying off camera, but do you think they probably filmed something? Maybe even, like, filming him, like, being too close 
to this woman and he was afraid that that would make it to the final cut like because i'm i'm right, i'm yeah. sure like they're the camera crew's following them everywhere yes yeah that's a really for them good point, to show the twerking yes. video of ray later which yes. could have was an off-camera moment but then they released that footage like I feel like they yes. were probably with them in the clubs wherever they went. So, because yeah. I yeah, was curious I was about that. that too. Yeah, me too. Because I was confused at how um, there was times where they mentioned off camera stuff, and I was like, there shouldn't be. That's like in Survivor when they're going to the challenges. There's no talking on the the bus or whatever, like because they don't want to miss a moment. So that's exactly. why I was confused. So I so another thing is like on The Bachelor, they do have cameras in the buses and stuff when they're going on group dates and stuff because a lot of the stuff happens there and then people refer to it. Mm-hmm. I think you're right that it was taped, but and I think they tried hard to do this. They tried to because Colby and Madeline's pregnancy and marriage and like love story and the ultimatum worked because look at this couple and and in the ultimate baby and the silver plated yes. fucking sippy yes. cup crackers. yes like they are the now poster childs of this experiment works that i think that they wanted to make oh, wow. look good yep That's brush really it under point. the rug and have zay take the fall which they did that throughout the entire series which i will table that thought when we um get to Zay get to raise but um i think you're not only are you a thousand percent correct i think you're an executive <laughs> producer on the show like yes, i yes. you know you I'm secretly like... you have these jobs and you work on academia i'm like okay man. like show me your pay stub because i think that if i was to look at your pay stub it would say the ultimatum and the nick and vanessa cinematic universe like that's just cutting your checks and I'm really upset that you didn't trust me with that information. Yeah, yeah. Could you imagine if I was like just a secret producer? The way you made those connections and like even the way you were talking, I'm like, is there an earpiece in her? Like, yes, like, Tori, you heard here first. Tori works for, for Nick. Like, Nick and Vanessa Productions. And I, yeah. so now that I know that you work for them, I want you to ask them <laughs> to release the Lachey cut because the amount of yes. off camera, uh, point, pointing to off camera antics, give me that. Give me yes. that. Yes. I don't need to yes. sit through an hour of Madeline hyperventilating because Randall won't stick his boner in her. I didn't need to see all that. Truly, truly. And give that's me the why. Lachey cut. Yes, that is why they should do, even if they did, like, a YouTube channel with, like, deleted scenes or whatever. It's like, fuck, literally hire us, though. Yeah. Like, like they should do, yeah, they should show, because, like, literally the last episode was just a recap of the series or the season. It really was. So it, it wasn't it, needed. They could have done so much better. But, yeah, that that's my theory is that um, because – they have like the bachelor they have to prove that the final couple is good and worthy of our devotion so they cut out all the bad stuff that's why we we was like like the winner um i think that they did that with colby but they couldn't they couldn't if you had looked at it with a critical eye they ca- couldn't make him likable 
if you were watching it critically but if you were just a casual viewer I feel like people would be like oh Colby's fun he loves Madeline so much and then look it worked for him like I I really think that a lot of people will think that I really hope that and and just like The Bachelor I don't follow any you know celebrity from there and I didn't do that for the ultimatum except for you know my friend he's been on the pod before Ashley um, to Braun from Ash Talks Batch. She posted yes. a TikTok of Randall, of apparently Randall created TikTok where he was expressing him communicating to all the online hate he's been getting, which was oh. wild to me. Wild. It, it, it oh was, my God, I saw that you know, on her Instagram. Yes. So yes. I was like, I was too stunned, too stunned to speak that I even DM her and say, what's going on? Because I knew that it would anger me. So I hope that whatever backlash I don't know even I don't even know why Reno's getting backlash that's my point all I'm trying to say is yeah. I hope that now that Nick and Vanessa they edited the show to make it look like Colby came out on top and that like you said like he and Madeline passed the formula and they're successful yeah um even though they're debilitatingly hollow corrupt people and they're going to ruin their child's life um I hope yeah. that Twitter and the reality of like the fan base is giving it to him too. And I hope that they're seeing the online chatter that all of that was toxic. And he and Madeline, it's actually very scary that they ended up married with a child on the way. I hope that they see that. I love that you have that sliver of optimism. (laughs) I love that. I want too much. It's too, you're right. You're right. It's too much. But there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. And that makes me sick to my stomach. And I'm not going to think of, I'm going to, let's move on. Because if I get too far down that road, I won't recover. I don't have anything else because in my mind, I keep thinking about how they probably definitely are going to name my child Breland. That's really where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I feel like all the, all the, Besides me legit losing my mind, I feel like 60% of my stories were reaction shots to Colby and Madeline. Um, So outside of like that and what we've covered today, which I think were the more important themes, like I can't, I can't think of anything related to, to Madeline and, and Colby. No, I just think like, again, the one last thing I'll say, and then we can talk about Zay, Ray, Jake, and Mm -hmm. then who's the last person that would be it we'd be done could you imagine record we had so much to talk (laughs) about it's it's, it's a record recording (laughs) so the one thing I'll say oh yeah just that and like everyone probably already understands this but it's like the way that Madeline was talking about how Randall was the perfect partner for those three weeks and he listened and he cared and he she felt seen and heard and then the whiplash of her decision making like sometimes I'm like you could literally like shake her and be like what were you thinking and it would just not like her friend said it her mom said it she is seeing another option that is great that's making her feel good and and then she just still still made that decision so and I I was like you were so attracted to Randall and then you liked the relationship that you were in wouldn't that open your eyes to show you 
there's other options out there. I don't know. It just, and it's attainable, right? Cause I think there's, a, there's yeah. so much of Madeline that is staunched in insecurity and it's, it's almost as if like, I want her to dump her friend group. I want her to dump. Yeah. Um, I basically want her to have like her a mom. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and basically just like hire us to be her friends. Yeah. And every day, the minute she wakes up, you deserve better than this Madeline. Don't you dare go back to that flask of peanut unless for visitation. Like, I feel like she could benefit with us as her like life coach slash harasser slash hired friends. <laughs> But um, I do, I, I really want her to have an arc that's probably similar to like a Cameron Diaz film back in the day when she, you know, used to make movies. Like she finally figures out her worth and she doesn't settle for anything beyond that. And, and just like be open to the magic of what could come into her life organically once she decides yeah. that I, I don't need to take on the baton and reduce myself further because because yeah. you know I can only imagine her peer group looks so unreliable and the fact that they're all friends and they allowed her to stay with Kobe that long and one had his peen in her it's just kind of like you need to dump your friends dump this asshole take your baby and live your best life and like show her what it's like to not settle for some trash ass blasted cowboy boot cowboy hat wearing um mediocre piece of shit and that mm. you don't you, like it's it's okay to put yourself above everybody else like it's okay yeah. to to trust your instincts and yeah. and not let anyone bulldoze your emotions and then coerce you into making a life-changing commitment it's like I, I don't know is that too much to fucking ask that we model that to our fucking kids it, it doesn't matter what it looks like it doesn't have to be in this fucking psychotic nuclear family that was only produced to give the state dollars like do we not fucking under whoa whoa, yeah. whoa sorry <laughs> Tori, tag me out tag me out toria <laughs> no, like, no no but like i i completely agree and like the other thing that i want to give her some not credit but like how i rationalize her and like I don't know if this is getting like too into like reproductive rights and stuff, but just knowing that this was filmed in Austin and just thinking, I think Austin is progressive for the state, but it's a purple dot in a psychotically red state. Yes. And like, just thinking about like, if you found out you were pregnant, the messaging that you have been giving your whole life is that you marry that person. So you're not safe. Yeah. Yeah. And like, oh my God. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, is abortion on the table? No, it's not actually. So like, so when I am thinking about putting myself in her shoes, I'm like, I would have had an abortion or like whatever and like dumped the guy or whatever. And, but like, that's probably just not even in, and I don't know, maybe I'm distilling it down and maybe I'm simplifying something or generalizing something or assuming a lot of things but like I just yeah I uh, this is just how the generations work like this is how these values get passed on is because then that's where she was at then she had a kid then she's passing that on to the kids and like there there it goes and I just like yeah it's none of that was happy to me like none of that gave me good feelings I felt like a shell of a human being (laughs) 
watching that. And she also felt like a soul of a human being at the reunion because if she looked any more dead behind her eyes, yeah, uh, you know, it would have an Amber Alert or whatever (laughs) we could have called. Like she needs, she needs help because she did not look like she was okay with the decision. Which still, again, like you said, shaker. Then why the fuck are we doing this? Why are we putting on airs? Like when Randall was talking and. (laughs) <laughs> she loved to break her fucking neck anytime he said something i was like oh a madeline calm the fuck down she's about to she's literally about to clothesline nick lachey for blocking her view of, of randall well, i could same, not but like, <laughs> exactly if i was there i'd be the same way too i'd oh be in God, his lap so- i'd be in randall's lap damn it was so funny. And then, like, she said at the reunion, she was like, I thought that getting married and pregnant and stuff would be, like, losing myself. And then she was like, and, again, dead in the eyes and, like, yes. just robotic. She was like, but it's not. It's great. And I was like. And she trailed <laughs> off. Like, I watched that scene yeah, yeah. multiple times. She did not finish her sentence. <laughs> And they're just like, keep move on, move on, move on. So again, Madeline, <laughs> blink twice if yeah. you are in danger because we mm-hmm. see it. I know you saw it. Your friends mm-hmm. see like everyone saw it. Anyone with a Netflix mm-hmm. password that they can share saw it. <laughs> so <laughs> have that fucking baby, get your own apartment and like build out the life that you want with you and Breland. Like I'm just sick yes. of this. Yeah, yeah. I'm committing to yeah. it. I don't care what they tell the baby's name is. It's Breland. And I don't even know yeah. what, what Colby's last name is. Cause that's the kind of shit where she would probably take his last name. Speaking of take his last name. <sighs> let's get I think, into it. Let's get into Ray because the reason why I said that is because when Ray talked about when she was having that conversation with Jake and said, are you the kind of dad that is, you're going to like be in the living room with a shotgun if your daddy's going on a date? I wanted to fucking Chuck Norris roundhouse kick her in her fucking throat <laughs> because she is literally the embodiment of everything that I hate. And yes, I, all my veins are popping. Okay. Yes, when she said yeah. that, it was just like, I didn't even... I knew where I stood with her at that moment. Like, I hated her. But when she said that, I was like, you fucking gender traitor. I hate you. Like, it's like the the hate became real when she said that dumb patriarchal shit. Like, oh, I I know. I know. I know. Like, it's just assuming so much. And it's also, and and, but also assuming how much, how you're going to raise that kid. Yes. Right. Like, you're modeling this shit to her and the way you're going to. And if she were to have a girl, the way she's going to lean into the gendering of that, right? I know, like, I know, and then to even say that before your child's a thought to this prospective guy, it's that's just so fucking gross. It's it so gross. So gross. Yeah, she, she lost me. That was episode one, and I was like, I'm <laughs> fully out. Like, I'm fully out because everything you're saying from now on. I forgot it was the first episode. it was the the first episode and I yeah I was like everything you're saying now I know is rooted in those values and I just can't get behind any of it sorry like oh god and then you saw how disrespectful her father was like for you to be okay I don't care what Zay and Ray hated each other there's so many dynamics and there's so much context that we don't have 
But for you to be on this bootleg trial marriage with another person, a complete stranger, right? And definitely a complete stranger to your father. You're being filmed and you're letting your father drag your partner willy-nilly, not skipping a beat, sharing what was probably a very embarrassing situation for Zay and laughing at it at, at his expense as if to add another reason as to why you don't respect him and you don't like him. That also anchored and showed me what I needed to know about her because if that's what they're doing on camera, I can't even imagine what Zay has had to stomach yeah. in just the natural day-to-day -day of that fucking relationship. I know, 100%. And you're sitting there and you're egging your father on. Yeah. And laughing. Like, so yes. imagine what now Zay has had to deal with with this bitch on a day-to-day, -day just trying, just the, the, the learning curve, and just the the non-cute moments of a relationship. And that's your partner. Yeah, yeah. Are you fucking kidding? Not only would I stay out all night, I would block and delete you and you would never hear from me again. If we yeah. lived together, you'd come home from work and all my stuff is gone and you don't know where I am. If that's You're who out. I was in a relationship with, I'm, yeah. I'm the fuck out of here. Yeah. And especially after you, put your fucking hands on me and then you're going to have a reaction that I had a reaction and then the inter and the altercation is all about my reaction and then you're going to use these very stereotypical racialized tropes who see now I jumped I went I, I went past go I, I did that <laughs> yeah, and did. I went we did and I went this. straight I went straight to jail Tori this is why you have to <laughs> tag me in and tell me to stop because no I knew this would I happen can't. talking about her no, she no. fucking it, it's it's bad it's nuclear for me and her yeah well okay so well I know why but why was their physical altercation swept under the rug on that fucking TV show, on this godforsaken TV show, it, it, I don't think it was ever mentioned again. At all, ever. And I was like, that, that is real life. Like, this is a real, a real thing. And, but of course, in this manufactured TV, they just, anything that's real, they just zoom right past. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Um, but I also think there was some intention brutal. behind it because Vanessa did not like Zay at all, and she showed it. Yeah, yeah, because she was he clearly biased. Late. Yes, and it triggered 100%. her own fucking memory of some dude probably before Nick Lachey, like shut the fuck, or maybe it was Nick Lachey trying to go make it with Jessica. And then he wore, and then he wrote the best of me. One hundred percent. Vanessa was clearly biased from Zay from Jump. And yeah. he, Zay was edited in that way as well. And also yeah. too, even when, because they, there was so much they brought up in that reunion that it, it baffles me they didn't bring up that situation. It was filmed. They showed it in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't even think that Vanessa brought it up in a way to like, she said, yeah, that was a night that I'm sure you both want to forget about it. However the fuck she brought it up, the fact that she didn't open her mouth and her jowls to say that a physical altercation happened and yeah. Ray why did you do that yeah. and then Ray in a panic mode of like thinking they're going to bring it up or they were going to get to it she says it herself but then when she says it it's a blip in a sentence to say 
that's why I reacted, but then jumped into only talking about how it's the fact that he stayed out all night. What a Colby, Colby-esque <laughs> move. <laughs> like, yeah, 100%. You can't justify violence when someone makes a mistake. Full stop. Like, yeah, it was, it was fucked. And like, we don't often see intimate partner violence being shown perpetrated by the woman mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah lots of racial stereotyping of like are like I'm assuming you're speaking about like angry black men yes yes and then like I the other piece um so then the fight and then the dad like masculinity huge <sighs> and classism like let's and 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 that yes too. yes oh because my when god she was, yes. when he was talking about why can't men just pull their pants up and you're the first guy i've met that had his pants in his waist some some crack at that and then it's like you like we all know the minute we hear pants sagging we have a fit we have a body we have a color and we also yeah. have a socioeconomic status of where they're yes, at a we, are, we already have a na- yes. we have a neighborhood so you're ghetto yes. in the hood and you're yes. and you're poor listening yes. to rap music and yes, that's what yes. you're going to let your your Put father intimate yeah. intimate yeah. through this fucking roasting in front of this stranger who's yeah. like so it's all it, it's all light skin privilege too because then the dad i mean he's right he has his own whether he owns that or he's renting the track that's money yes race car is with a her very race, expensive sport it, yes. it's money then you see this light-eyed uh light-skinned dude it's 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 classist and in colorist everywhere yeah. and then yeah. automatically because of the military as if the military industrial complex is not a sector that is built on perpetuating and creating violence yes so fuck out of here with my pants sagging i'm listening to rap music when you're a whole fucking um hegemonic entity of death and as if jake jake immediately got his respect because he's in the military too and automatically he's a good fit for your daughter like yes suck my dick yes i i was it was infuriating me watching this go on and then another thing that i don't think anyone caught on Ray's diction and uh, is, is the term iambic pentameter like the way that she was talking with Zay was completely different to uh uh when she was talking with Jake it was giving very Baldwin Hills and then she went to Laguna Beach like it, it, it there was so much in the performance of the character known as Ray also known as Rachel, mm-hmm. I could not stomach it by the time that she got to the gaslighting and complete disrespect and just meanness. Like, I get it. Hurt people hurt people. And like, you could be on 10 and your partner does something, triggers something that you didn't know is a trigger and you react in that trigger. And now y'all are just fighting. Your triggers are fighting. Your trauma is yeah. fighting. Like, yeah. I've seen fights and that comes up from animosity and 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 you know really harsh words among friends but there was something that ray i think enjoyed dismissing zay i think she enjoyed just like this man is like crying to you in front of your mom you're saying i don't think we need to get all emotional about it 
I think there's something in her that enjoyed. She knows she's better than him. She feels she's better than him. He should be lucky to have someone like me because I would never talk to his Berman uh, pants sagging black ass ever. And he should be lucky that I'm even talking to him. There is something about her that I think she enjoys being that mean that by the time that she got to that situation where she then was fighting him and hitting him, mm -hmm. I, uh, it, it just got very nuclear. And um, I understand the gender, the, the, the aesthetics uh, gender wise of like putting hands on another, but let me see that bitch in the fucking streets. Cause <laughs> I am from the hood and I also have a master's and, and Rachel, <laughs> let's go, Rachel. Let let's go, Rachel. <laughs> Keshi outside. How about that? <laughs> Keshi outside. I, yeah, everything. I apologize for that monologue. I apologize for that monologue. No, but, but it's. Do not apologize. Everything you said is completely accurate. Such a good analysis. I hate to bring up John Gottman. <laughs> <laughs> we are resident psychologist we're therapists <laughs> you're an executive producer and uh <laughs> and the therapist a relationship the expert yeah. <laughs> exactly oh my goodness give me the paste of just because you're right about her feeling better that's why she's stonewalling zay Ooh. Come on now with the four horsemen. Come on now. Yes, she and and the I forget what the one that it's called. And the but when contempt. You think, the contempt where you think you are better than that person. You have contempt for that other person. Day one with Ray and Zay sitting in their hotel room having breakfast talking about this experiment. I was like, this is. And all the man asked this is. This is it. What do you want? What yeah, do you want? What do you love about me? Okay, that actually, like, I actually can't even talk about this because I might cry. Cry. I want our he... show to give people, give them range. <laughs> I know, this is range. You see, is... I'm, I'm yeah, rabid is... like Vanessa Lachey. Come on, give me emotion. It's good for the teeth. It's good for the ratings. <laughs> I'm over like, here wanting. Nick, cry. Like, Come on, Tori, like... just give me a tear. I, just, I, I, oh God, I'm terrible. Because, no, because the, the way that, Zay could articulate what he needed from Ray so clearly that no one could misconstrue what he was asking. It was so fucking clear. It was so articulate and like, again, not to generalize, but I feel like for a man to be that explicit about what he needs. With his trauma are, past. With his, with his extremely difficult upbringing and then all of these pressures and stereotypes about men and being stoic and and locking it all in for him to to be so fucking clear and absolutely begging her to give him a fucking crumb of assurance and respect and verbal affirmation of why she gives a fuck about him and for her to not be able to reciprocate or not willing to reciprocate that it's not mm -hmm. that she couldn't she was unwilling to reciprocate it and watching him die inside like broke me 
it was so you're trying to make me cry now okay 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 okay. yeah yes i'm sorry i'm sorry that is that is fucking deep that's deep like it fucking broke me because and i'm like isn't this what we're asking of our men isn't this what we like isn't this what we are asking from our men and it and he wasn't vague he wasn't beating around the bush he was like I could verbatim quote of like yeah tell me what you love about me or like can you just verbally say what you like about our relationship and what you like about us together and stuff like that and then yeah for her to be completely stonewalled not show one inkling of emotion or frustration or yeah just having that literal contempt or empathy right empathy like literally a, a man's anything. crying in front of like literally crying in front of you like i i i cannot cry on cue like that like it has to take a lot or i could be drugged up it has to take a lot for me to have no control to to release control that much to where i'm crying because someone's hurt me like i'll cry if i'm watching you know like bel-air or like housewives but in front of another human being that level of vulnerability I don't know her. I don't know that. And so he's crying at 1.23 during brunch on a sunny day in Austin in front of your mom and whoever that random girl is who was the only one who reached over and tried to console him and says, sis, your man's crying right in front of you. Well, I don't think that we need to get emotional about this on her Kourtney Kardashian shit. I would have, if I was to parent, would have, yo, I mean, I, yeah. now people are thinking I'm going to incite violence, but I would have backed me and I would have slapped her. I think you like there's so much that you said that was like so everything you said was so on point because I feel like probably you and I we know or it can unlock a core memory of what it's like to ask to be seen by someone that you love and there is a little bit of desperation under that because then you love them so much that you think that if they reject me in this, I will be devastated. So there is, so we know we can, I, this, Lucas is, is resurrected and in my fuck is a hologram in my brain right now. And it's just like, when you are looking at someone and just like aching and like borderline uh, begging, like, yeah. what do you lo- like? And it's like, it's not even, what do you love? It's, it's not even, do you love me? It's what do you love about me, right? There is like there is like this extra layer of him asking her to see him, yeah, and dignify him, and just like mm-hmm. because you're asking for a ring, and you can't even tell me what you like about me yet. You gave me this ultimatum. Like, not only was he so emotionally intelligent, I think the most maybe tied with Randall out of mm-hmm. everyone. But he was also the smartest. And I think a lot of people were hung up on his, uh, and it was very classist, his grammar. And he stammered when he spoke. And he gave me that kind of energy of tripping up on your words. Like for me, like when I don't know what I'm talking about in some things, like I get very trippy in my head and then I trip over my words. And so I think for Zay, it was showing me that he, it's still hard for him to be vulnerable even though he can articulate himself, yeah, it's still hard for, me, for him to be vulnerable. So there were a lot of moments where she would check out in conversation or people would talk over him and wouldn't let him get a thought out because it was taking him longer to express, to say something. Yeah, And that made me want to fucking scream, especially in the reunion where I would have lunged across 
and, 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 and hit Vanessa Lachey with the Jessica Simpson pump. Like I would, I would have launched across the set and the murder <laughs> weapon would have been a six inch Jessica Simpson stiletto heel. And because there was just this like unwillingness to hear him and yeah. people writing him off the fact that he was stammering or mm-hmm. um, maybe use a couple phrases out of turn or, and it's just kind of like, but when you actually listen to him, the man made so much sense. Like you said, he was not vague, articulated himself re- and expressed himself so clearly that there's nothing for you to be confused about. And so when she gave him at the end, and I think it was the, uh, it was when they finally broke up and then, then he kind of went into anxious attachment of kind of like, how, like, wait, this person's actually leaving and he, and he finally clicks to him that it's done, done. And he's yeah. trying to like get her to, and I'm just like, don't Zay, don't do it. Um, I know. And she was unwilling to take any ownership or like give reasons as to why that she just then dismissively and flippantly says, oh, well, I guess I just need, there's a lot of things I need to work on that I don't know yet. And I felt that was still cheap. And I thought that was still disrespectful because it's like someone saying, I'm sorry you feel that way, as opposed to, I'm sorry that when I yelled at you, that it unlocked you feeling hurt or the time that your parent or this ex abusive partner yell at you. Like, you know what I mean? Like the difference between just like saying something and like expressing sorrow and knowing exactly what you did and being reflective and communicating to that person, I see what I did and I'm going to try my hardest not to do that anymore. She did not do that because she doesn't have the fucking depth or the capacity to do that. She just said, oh, well, I guess there's more things I need to work on. And then for her to do the 180 in the reunion to have her fucking Jerry Springer moment because she's, I don't know if Zay and Shanique had sex or there was some oral in play. I don't even know what happened. Like I rewound that scene. I rewound it. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I couldn't Then she, (laughs) when she launched into that monologue and her yelling at him and da-da-da-da and Vanessa's over here like, yeah, girl, I wanted to die. That's when I was kind of over it. And that's when I was kind of like, you know what? I heard the next season's going to be about queer people. I don't trust queer representation. Yeah, season two is going to be with a queer cast, mostly women. And I don't trust any kind of queer representation in the hands of the Lachey cinematic universe. And especially if they were trying to make this crossover because Ray then said that she's bi and that... If I see that bitch in in that season two, I'm you heard it here first. I am not going to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a tough fucking sell. Because I hate when people try to then lean into this like identity as if to gloss over us. So like, no bitch, you can be bi. You can also like girls and then have to answer to every fucking thing that you did as a human fucking being, this other person that you have yet to be accountable or. Or, or take ownership over. Yes. Oh, fuck it's like, you're bi. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Be it's bi. Like Kevin Spacey, like, oh. vibes. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I, uh, I just love the turns of this episode. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> we are, we, we, we are going Cut there. The Cut the cameras. Um, I, I hope, I think we're going to get a cease and desist from some, I don't know who's camp. 
I'm know who's fired camp. from the you're, TV show. You're actually, they actually fired you. I think you can check your emails. <laughs> they let you go. I'm going to get a yeah. from Colby and from Ray. So yeah, a restraining order from Ray. It, if, oh, you, if you um, ever go back to Austin. And I plan on it. And so I'm just going to like <laughs> greet it at TSA with the protective order. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say also like Ray... I was like, oh, maybe she can't articulate the or express herself in these real situations. Then she was in her in the moment interview and she couldn't do it then. And that just proved all my points. (laughs) (laughs) But then do you also feel like she was very expressive and emotive with Jake? Yes. Because Absolutely. the word she was a that, different person, a different she spoke differently, yes. she carried herself differently, and she yes. was able to art. And, and then, you know what? If that's all it is, just say that, break up with him. Yes, why did why it have to get him? physical? It got yes. to the point where then now you're um calling him out to uh for being out all night, and it was just roundabout, long, exhaustive, and and unless we forget that that's why she ultimately broke up with him because she stayed out all night. She didn't break up with him because she said, you know what? I've been, I realized that all the things I couldn't give to you, I was able to give that to Jake. And because I know that I can't be with you anymore and I can't keep, and I can't stay in this relationship and you deserve better. And I deserve to get what I want. That's mm-hmm. not why she broke up with him. She, and she, she's going to have me as a ghostwriter for her mm-hmm. um, communications moving forward. But like, she said it's because of her anger of him going out all night and staying out all night. Yeah. Which was in a long line of reactions to her stonewalling and contempt. And so it was like, she didn't, even in how she broke up with him, she still didn't dignify him or respect him in that. She wanted yeah. any reason where she could spin it to where he's undeniably in the wrong to serve as her exit instead of having a fucking spine and saying we want different things yes. or at the very least at the very least we want different things i think we should go out separate separate ways yeah, right we've it both have, done wrongs like it didn't have to be all that you didn't have to drag him through the mud and laugh and kiki with your dad it didn't have to be all yeah. the shit that you told jake and all the things that you were doing and yeah jake and ray hooked up i'm really confused as to why we're not we're acting as if um that didn't happen so therefore, when Shanique and Zay did it, then that was an actual betrayal in a relationship. Y'all both did shit with the people that you were in. And if totally. anything, Z- uh, Ray did it like night one or like very, very early. It was yes. very, very early that her and yes. Jake were whatever. So I'm just kind of like, it's it's just the gaslighting and the manipulation for me. It's just the weaponizing of the femininity for me, because when we're talking back to the the assault, right, it's like, because of patriarchy, we understand the abuse and the uh, perpetuating, not perpetuating, we understand that violence is kind of fixed in how we carry ourselves as women or femmes because of that external masculine threat or masculine presenting threat. That's because of patriarchy. But are there nuances and layers underneath that? Of course there is. And so for someone to then, it's, it's just so fascinating when I see cases of like, you know, women hitting men, because what 
I've seen working in the space that I work in, in domestic violence and sexual assault. Just wait. Just wait. Me me too. You work in DVNSA? I work in anti-violence work at a university. Shut the fuck up. So I did yes. that in research in academia, and then now I've been in the nonprofit sector for two years. Oh, my God. So here's the thing. I know, like, we're, like, besties, <laughs> and we've literally recorded, like, this is our, our third or fourth episode together. The fact yeah. that we're just now <laughs> finding this I was out. Like, just wait, just wait. Yes. Screaming. And yes. so my new yes. job that I started two, two and a half weeks ago, I'm a project manager. So I, I work at a Chicago Children's um, Advocacy Center. So it's yes. the only CAC in Chicago that serves all of fucking Chicago and outside Illinois. And then now I just got hired on to be the project manager for the adult resource center that we're going to create for adult survivors of DVSA. And yeah, because of my support with long-term support, wraparound support, and also preventative, right? So we can kind of stop yes. that cycle yes, of cycle. how we introduce violence to our children, right? Yes, that's amazing. And it's not that we're introducing it, but it's also like, in, like they're just witnessing it. So it's like, there's just been, it's, it's so funny of how even it's handled in law enforcement, in the criminal justice system, and in my space, like narratives yeah. of such. There yes. and I, I remember I had a friend back in the day who would beat her boyfriend just to call his bluff. So if then he would beat her, then she could know that she could call. That is scary. That is dark. Yeah. That is toxic. Yeah. That is wrong. Yes. Yes. yes, patriarchy and the creation of violence and how it's not the creation of violence because I think that's now we're getting ex existential. But like <laughs> patriarchy and the sus and sustaining of violence, right? And it's being yes, a fixed, yes. like we have thirty different ways to walk to our cars at night that men don't. Like there's yes, yes, there yes. is that, but yes. women who will then warp that and weaponize it to manipulate and how hold power over someone yeah. is equally as disgusting and violent and gross. And so to see the to see the everyday version of probably what they went through in that relationship with and they happened to be filmed was even scarier because it's like okay then what's happening when we're not being filmed and also this idea of like and then and then it was just perpetuated when nobody brought it up and so it, it's 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 really fucking gross i don't know where i was going with this point um but I hate Rachel Ray and I will continue to, I will go to my, on my tombstone, it would say here lies Elizabeth James, um, <laughs> avid protector of what is right. And she hates Ray and her last, on her dying breath, she said that bitch from season one of an ultimatum. I really hope she got the worst <laughs> life. So my tombstone is going to be very expensive because all of that's going to be written on there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everything you said 100%. But you're right, though. The um, innocuous and um, permissive way that violence was depicted on this show and then swept under the rug was fucking disgusting. Of course. And this is one of the reasons why it it still exists and you're right like uh ray can be oppressed because she is a woman but also can perpetrate 
violence of course um, in the in the same breath so like it's yeah it, okay so a, a, a few like just talking about the show in general like there was no content warnings there was no support None. lines there I, I haven't done because I didn't want it to cloud I I listened to that one podcast um but I didn't want to like look at articles and spoil myself and right and cloud form, your own analysis yes yeah form other opinions and stuff so I haven't looked it up but it's like is anyone I'm sure other people are talking about this but I'm like but are they like I don't know I'll have to look I'll, I'll do that one once we're we're finished um recording but I like I I haven't seen any flack for the show or Netflix as a whole or whatever for this like it, it is harmful to put content like this out without mm-hmm. scaffolding it and and uh, contextualizing it. That was hard to say. It's really that is harmful. a hard word. Contextualizing is a very <laughs> yeah, hard word to say. <laughs> yeah. But it's you. It's it, it it's is. harmful. It is and like it. Yeah. So I went from like happy, sad, angry, <laughs> like pessimistic back to sad shed a couple tears and then i and then i just ended on a scorched earth mentality what i will say and you know because i don't follow anyone or i actually what's so crazy and i think maybe the ultimatum just broke everyone that no one had the emotional capacity to like write their op-ed pieces about the dangers and the nuances of the show um but all i remember seeing and i don't even know how i don't know if it was the algorithm on the explore page um on instagram but I saw that Zay had put in his stories that he's waiting until the right time. And I think the right time means when he's not contractually, you know, NDA uh, is up. Yeah. exactly. When the NDA is up, he will have the opportunity to share his story because basically, and he was c- kind of alluding to what black and, and it sounded to me that he was talking to black Twitter. So I know black Twitter has some shit to say and I haven't even like, I hate myself for not even knowing like how they dissected and, and, and clowned Colby. But, um, I think he was speaking to his followers of as if like, I hear what you guys are saying. I see but it. I you're, you're bringing up points, anything. but I can't say it now. So yeah. I can't wait for um, when he has that sit down with Oprah. Like I want mm-hmm. that moment for him. I want him to be vindicated. I want him to get all the followers. I want, I want him and Randall to get the unexpected blessings of like, what shows like this does especially it's and we can't ever get yeah and we can't ever get a season one mentality right because now from this point on we're going to get forced uh super performative and manipulated hijinks we're not going to get the authenticity that i feel like shanique and randall bought in april to some degree and zay and so because they weren't polished at all and so I want the unexpected blessings of them being overnight sensations. And I want them to get all the followers. I want them to get all the deals. I want Randall to be out of debt. And I want him to realize that there's people better than Shanique. And I want Zay to just go and fuck wherever the fuck he wants and live yeah. his best life. And I wish nothing but the worst for Colby, Jake, and Ray. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be on the back of my tombstone. So my tombstone's going to be a fucking dissertation of sorts. And it's only going to be talking about the ultimatum. Not the yeah, long the life. The person I've that's going to like etch it into the stone. Is gonna yeah, be- they're going to get, they're going to get paid. They're going to get overtime paid. And then, and then the, the funeral director is like, Ooh, yes. $10 a letter. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're, it's going to be like thousands of dollars just for the engraving. Oh, that's uh, so, yeah. so funny. That's so funny. One question that I had for you is, 
because yeah, you, you mentioned a little bit about people's like just capacities, but like, why isn't this getting the same hype and fair as its counterpart, Love is Blind? What's interesting is that the first season of Love is Blind took a while to jump off to. And I think it's because, and then the um, only reason why it blew up is because of the, the pandemic. Quarantine, yeah. And so, cause that's even, I found it, it, it premiered in February, I think around Valentine's Day. And the trailers were around January. I didn't know nothing about the first season of Love is Blind until April. And I was like, I have caught up on yeah. everything I need to watch. So, and then Love is Blind 2 came out and it just broke us all, right? Like we recapped it. We know what that was like. It was hellish. So I think to have such a short turnaround from that. Yes, to this. Blogging to this. I think a lot of people were just kind of like, let me temper, let me space this out because that's too much. Because I do know that certain major, like, you know, the, the just the low, like Us Weekly and just kind of low hanging like publications, like jumped on it being in the zeitgeist and like you know people's reactions or tiktoks but it wasn't at the level of love is blind too because a the short turnaround time between Mm -hmm. the reunion and this premiere and also i think people are still trying to figure out is deep d and kyle together and so they're not trying to get invested in a new and in this new setup in this new show but what i also think is going to be like a slow burn like i think it's going to slowly like get into where it like blows up and by the time that they're released from their NDAs and their contracts, then they'll get another slew of people watching the show yeah. and um, they'll have a more fixed presence in pop culture and um, Instagram. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a good point about Love is Blind. And yeah, it was it was soon after. Maybe they should have waited a little bit longer. I think they're, they're, they're it should have been a summer release. Like if like, yeah, there's nothing to really watch in the summer. And I think if yes. they space it, but you know, they're, Nick and they're novices. They don't really know how to, this entertainment works. This biz works. Yeah. 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 That's um, true. Like Netflix is finding its footing with reality TV for sure. Yeah. It, it, they literally should not have premiered it and until the summer. And cause I feel like in the summer, like what? It would have blown up. Yeah. It's definitely a summer show. Everyone's sure. home or they have mm-hmm. like their slower kind of lifestyle. People are taking yeah. their vacations. Like yeah. we can watch it, dissect it. And I think the stars too would have been able to, the personalities would have been able to blow up. Um, yeah. or, or at least the fan favorites, um, which I still hope are Zay and Randall. Yeah, I think so too. And I feel like April is going to have a weird... Well, apparently she had like a oh, $50,000 Instagram following, but I feel like she's going to have a weird... Uh... She, she's going to... No, her... Because of how relatable she is. Like, mm-hmm. I literally went to college the bunch of Aprils in mm-hmm. Tampa. Like, you know what? Earlier I said that I think April's from Florida, from Texas. She now gives me Florida vibes. Like if she's not from Tampa, <laughs> if she's not from Jacksonville or, or or Daytona or some shit, like I would be shocked because I went to college with so many people that had April's this aura that I mm-hmm. feel like there's something so relatable about her that I wouldn't be surprised if she already had a big following and will most likely be the the most has the biggest IG jump as as of now. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Cause she had the one liners, the I paid for these to her boobs, like she had and she all was the... honest to a fucking fault. She's like yeah, and talking to herself yeah. in the third person. She was she had the best one. Like she was the funniest person there, though. Like yes. genuinely, like I could yes. see myself actually hanging out with April 
and like having a good time. Yes, when at the reunion, when um someone asked like, oh, it does her talking in third person like have you always done that? And she's like, no, it was just for the show. And then Jake was like, no, it wasn't. no, she always done that. I died. I died. I'm like, Rachel, I mean, oh my God. I need to like literally get off this fucking episode if I say Rachel one more time. April, now I lost my thought because every time I say Rachel's name, I just. April about talking in third person. Yeah, yeah. But no, April is, she's a star. She's, she understood the assignment. I think she, she watched Floor Bama Shore. Like she watches like, you know what I mean? Like Bad Girls Club. Like she gives me like that kind of vibe and she could manipulate reality TV to where she, I could see her being really successful. Yeah, 100%. Like she could be on any other reality tv show i'm sure and, like yes and she probably will be and she probably will be or create one documenting her life in this i guess soon to be husband now like the way she's talking about him like she's ready to lock it down and start popping out babies so um i actually do wish the best for april and i want lauren and madeline to seek help and Same. Spencer and Heidi will continue to be Spencer and Heidi. Like there's nothing there's, they will never change. They they're okay with how life is. And I want, uh, Nate, Colby, Ray, and Jake to be swallowed up by a sinkhole. So those are my final thoughts. What about <laughs> you, sis? <laughs> oh, yeah, why I... this be my last episode and I get, uh, canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably get canceled over the abortion comments, so don't worry. What? I'm right you there with not. you. You were the most level-headed, <laughs> poignant person this entire episode, and that, no. and I think that needed to be said. So I can't wait to put all of these content warnings in the episode notes <laughs> and yeah, and have yes. people be like, "What the fuck?" And, yeah. and you know, it was it, a they were they were warned, so they don't have to listen to this and and go out of their way to cancel us. Leave that Kristen yeah. Cinema energy. At the door, okay. <laughs> Don't bring your Kristen Cinema energy to my podcast, to our episode, to Tori's Instagram page, affecting her work with the uh, Lachey Cinematic Universe. Don't get her fired. Y'all. <laughs> Don't get me fired. I need those <laughs> Netflix paychecks. God, <laughs> wouldn't that oh be a dream? Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. As always, like I literally think us only like solely dedicating our talents to dissecting the Lachey cinematic universe. It's so great. I love talking with you. I love bouncing um, ideas and jokes off of you. And I'm just so glad I met you. And I love that we are learning a little bit more about each other each episode. The fact that you're in DV work, like I can't, an anti-violence work, I'm screaming. I, I, I literally, I, I don't know how we we didn't realize that sooner, but but this is how the best organic friendships are built this way. Yeah, it just makes I, a lot of sense. It does. <laughs> it does. Just with our pseudo therapy, psychobabble, yes. and relationship dynamics. Mm-hmm. So now people have more clarity. And what's so funny is I'm afraid to look at the run the the runtime because I I was like, oh my gosh, we're at record speed. We're gonna be finished in you know uh at that time I thought an hour and so when I upload it I'm 
it's probably going to be a two in front of there. So I love this. Yeah, it's a it's a two two plus. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Sorry. I think this is a good time to stop. Yeah. Yeah. We love you for listening to our respective yes. followers. If you're still here, thank you. Then they really love us. They really do. Thanks for listening to us, guys. And I hope that this made the whiplash of the ultimatum a little bit more bearable our analyses and hot takes we love you guys bye and there you have it thank you so much to sophie for joining me on today's episode and thank you so much for listening if you are still here god bless your soul you can follow along with me at rtvp podcast for more pop culture news And I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.